Hey, this podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation. And it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes. Interesting uh, stories, which I haven't checked out yet, but let's get into it. So, apartment took my $200 and then ghosted. So, two weeks ago, I paid a $50 app fee and $150 admin fee to apply to an apartment. I haven't heard anything back from the apartment. There are no alerts on the application. My credit card hasn't been pulled at all. I've called the number several times, but there's never an answer and no way to leave a message. I emailed the guy who gave me the tour directly and still no response. They wouldn't accept a credit card, so I don't do a chargeback since I use my debit card. Is there any way I can get my $200 back or any way I can report them? And now here's the update. Finally got a hold of someone in the office. She said my application was denied. When I asked her why, she said that she didn't see a reason on there. I told her my credit was not pulled at all, and she argued with me until I said I have an 800 score, and I'm looking at my report, and it has not been pulled. She just said she'll have to call me back in 20 minutes. So, (laughs) yeah... Okay, so this is an interesting comment. Okay, so check your state laws regarding application fees. And in some states, the landlord has to refund the fee if a check isn't run or if they cannot provide a reason for denial that was disclosed prior to the application being completed. I agree, right? Because there's a lot of regulations when it comes to rental properties and especially apartments, right? So I could definitely see them potentially breaking some sort of law in this sense because they haven't given you a reason why they disapproved you, right? So you could probably make a claim that's like, hey, they you know maybe discriminated against me or something like that just to get your money back, right? Because you know I'd want my money back if this happened to me. Like I think anyone would want their money back if this happened to them. If you didn't get a reason, they didn't check anything about you, they didn't run a background check and all this other stuff, right? Like if nothing literally happened and they just took $200 from you, that's an issue, right? So yeah, if anyone's in that situation, I would recommend what that first commenter actually put on this post. And basically look at the laws and just basically say like, hey, if you guys don't give me a reason within the next... 24 hours i am going to file a suit against you guys because you guys literally just took my money for no reason you wasted my time you did not give me a reason why you disapproved of the apartment right like literally no reason you guys didn't check up on anything you didn't guys run anything so what's the cause here right because they have to give you a reason as to why they disapproved you right or the very least that they disapproved you, but you actually had to finally get a hold of someone for them to actually say anything. So it's going to be an interesting situation, but I could see you potentially causing more of a havoc for them or more of a hassle for them to the point where they will just give you your money or give you even more than that just to be like, hey, just leave us alone, 
right? So that's probably what I would do. So 24 years old, and I'm about to start a job that pays $65 per hour. Ooh, that is a nice chunk of change per hour. This is an enormous leap from growing up in poverty, and I feel overwhelmed and would love some advice. And that's pretty awesome, going from poverty to $65 an hour. That is insane. So I really want to be responsible about this opportunity and make good decisions that have long-term payoff for me and my future family. But holy moly, I don't even know where to start. My mom raised my sister and I alone, working several jobs at under minimum wage, so I felt like I was living large at $20 an hour. And now this is enough to make the room spin. I agree. That is a huge jump. Like, you got to think about that. Like, let's not factor in taxes at all, right? Let's say that you were to work 10 hours a day at $65 per hour. That's $650 per day. That's a lot of money per day coming in, right, for anyone. So this person says, would really just love some feedback and thank you. So what I would recommend in this kind of like situation, right, because you want to be super responsible in this situation, which, by the way, if someone's having issues with, you know, mastering their money, feel free to go down below into the description of this episode and learn how to master your money. Just get started. Click start now and Start learning the simple and easy process to mastering your money, right? But what you need to do is make sure that, you know, you have no debt, like no consumer debt at all. You need to make sure that you have an emergency fund. You need to make sure that you are starting to put money towards investments, right? And the best way to do it is typically, you know, by auto-investing a lot of this stuff, right, where you're not even thinking about investing, you're just automatically doing it. Now, obviously, do that after you have no more debt. But the main thing that pretty much everyone needs to do, right, no matter how much they're making, no no matter how much they end up getting a raise, no matter what their job title is, you have to live with this simple principle in mind, right? This is no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what your background, your color, your race, your religion, all that kind of stuff, right? No matter all that, the principle that you got to live by, no matter what, is to spend less than what you make. As long as you follow that super simple principle, you could pretty much screw up on a lot of things and still be financially safe, right? And as long as you get that principle down to the T and be like, okay, as long as I don't spend all my paycheck, as long as I don't overspend, as long as I live within a budget, I can live a very good life no matter what the income is right? You can make $10 an hour, but if you spend less than what you make, you are in a better position than someone making $200,000 per year, but spending $220,000 per year, right? That's the thing that you got to understand. As long as you follow that simple principle, no matter what income you're at, no matter what level you're at, no matter how much money's coming in, you will still live a financially safe life so just keep that in mind and for anyone who ends up again listening to this or watching this go down below and learn the simple and easy to follow 
method to mastering your money that anyone can do. That's the best thing. Anyone can do it. Now let's move on to the next situation. So 19 years old. Uh, nope. Okay. 19 years old and pulling in $1,500 per month from full-time job. Rent is $430. Not too bad, but car insurance is $370. That's a lot. And struggling to make ends meet and need advice on budgeting. Hey guys, so I'm in a bit of a financial hole. Nothing too bad at the moment, but I can see how it's already begun to add up very quickly. Currently, I owe my mom about $260, and I owe about $1,000 combined between a couple of cards. Well, before we continue, first thing first, pay off your mom, right? Pay off your mom. Never be in debt to family because that is just a super weird situation to be in and that just like rubs the relationship really wrong so definitely do that the first thing so my current income is about fifteen hundred dollars per month i do have a full-time job where i work five days a week however it's a commission-based job for electronic repairs and during COVID, i was getting lots of repairs due to the apple stores being closed and pulling in about twenty five hundred dollars per month I was set, but I didn't save at all like a dum-dum. Fast forward to about two months ago, Apple's back open, and I get maybe one to two repairs a day and don't make enough money for the company to even hit the first commission tier as the head tech. This was an ex- unexpected halt in my income as there was no prior notice they'd be opening back up. So now at my base pay of about $1,500 a month, I have to budget in a few things. Rent, $430. Car insurance, $370. Therapy, $350 combined total for visits per month. I don't know where you're going for therapy before. That seems pretty hefty. Gas, 80 to 160 That's actually not too unreasonable. 1230 1310 total so far for that. And that's without accounting for food, cat food, cat litter, etc. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I commute about 15 miles to work, typically filling my gas tank every week or two. I've started to do DoorDash deliveries about a week ago, which is helping me crawl out of this hole a little bit. But between my day job and DoorDash, I've been working 11 plus hours a day, and I'm not quite sure how long I can keep that up. I'm at the point where I'm finding all the change in my drawers and piggy banks and using it to buy gas until I get my next DoorDash payout. Any advice on how I should properly budget my remaining income would be great because budgeting is not my strength, but I know I need to. Overall goals, I want to pay back my mom and pay off my credit cards in an efficient amount of time and still be able to pay bills and feed my cat. Okay, edit. Thank you so much for the replies, everybody. I'm still taking time reading through each one. I try my best to get everyone to thank you so much. Okay, this person also says, I screwed up. It's $270 for car insurance, not $370. I don't have a DUI. I hadn't been pulled over until around two months ago. All I got was a warning, and my insurance rates were unaffected by the event. The car insurance cost is due to being in two accidents under the age of 18, one of which I happened to hit some insurance scammers that made my life a living hell. <laughs> I feel so bad for you. I'm not like laughing because it's funny, but it's like it's it's depressing because for anyone who ends up like driving on the highway at all, you'd know that there are some nutty, nutty drivers. 
So I could see, I could see that being a bro situation where there's like like insurance scammers. But really, the the thing is, like DoorDash is a viable option, but you might have to do something more so like Uber. That's pro. That would probably actually make you more money than DoorDash. To my knowledge, because I believe people who do Uber, like I believe people who do Uber, like let's say on the weekends, right? Like you could do like something with like a situation where maybe you only do Uber one hour per day after work or before work, right? Just one hour, right, of Uber, and then you know Uber all day Saturday and Sunday, right? That's a little bit more viable than maybe doing DoorDash and doing all this other crazy stuff, right? And also DoorDash, there's probably some issues with people not potentially paying their bill and then you being like slapped by that. But I believe you could make a few hundred dollars per day, especially on like a Saturday and Sunday because you know, that's typically when people are out, especially like Friday nights and Saturday. I believe I have a friend or at least know someone that made like three hundred or four hundred dollars in one night. Typically, that's like the average amount for like a Friday night, just because people are going to bars and all that kind of stuff all the time on Friday nights. Even you know, right after COVID and all that kind of stuff, right? So you might want to just look at Uber or Lyft, something a little bit more viable than maybe DoorDash, something a little bit more reliable, where you could be like a consistent, decent amount per week. You could also like deliver pizzas. You could do some sort of construction thing. You could maybe have like a virtual assistant side gig. You could maybe do something that doesn't require you to maybe leave your house. Like an option out there for some people, depending on you know how good they are at writing or what they're willing to do. You could do Fiverr and you know write articles for different websites on there for five dollars a piece you can do that super quick and probably make five dollars per article ten dollars per article and you know write 10 articles per day like super short articles just ten dollars per day well ten dollars per article for all that kind of stuff and you can maybe make a hundred dollars extra per day doing that so that's just you know investing your time while you're maybe like watching TV at home, like while you're chilling at home, right? Just some extra cash, which doesn't cost you anything to actually produce that money except for time. Or you could start doing things like writing articles for Medium, because I know Medium, like Medium.com, I believe, you can actually write articles on there and potentially get almost like a passive income stream coming in. Obviously, you got to put in the time. You got to be lucky enough that people end up watching it or like reading it, but you could potentially get a decent amount of money coming in from that. I believe a YouTuber wrote an article on Medium. That thing went pretty viral, and I believe she made over like $20,000 from one article, right? But the thing is, like, within this, like, situation, just an extra couple hundred dollars a month can change your financial situation, right? And then also, for what you're spending on like food, cat food, cat litter, get all 
non-brand name items and you'll probably save a large amount of money from doing that right like if you got like a walmart near you and you get the walmart brand cat food and cat litter you save a lot of money like a lot of money per pound for those items same thing with the food you save a lot of money so people got to really think of like okay how can i cut costs without really changing my lifestyle how can i increase my income with something that i could do long term right now obviously anyone could do anything for a short term amount of time but because from what i'm basically reading in this like situation that they're not necessarily that great at potentially doing sales so they have to do something more so that requires them to invest their time in it to get a return so it might be better for them to have just like a little side hustle on the weekends basically doing stuff where they just write articles or just do something that invest their time like uber or something like that or maybe be like a virtual assistant or maybe be a tutor or something and they can make some side money from doing that and it'd be a little bit more reliable they could do that for a longer amount of time because maybe if they only do on the weekends it's a little bit easier on them to manage that when it comes to like a time frame because yeah you only get a certain amount of time per day and you don't want to burn the candle on all sides because then you just burn out and then you can't sustain right You want to be able to do something that you could sustain for a long period of time without burning yourself out so that you can consistently make more money and consistently spend less money because you want to have a bigger gap between your expenses and your income. So just keep that in mind. Feel free to uh, give your thoughts about this. Feel free to stay tuned and, you know, subscribe and all that kind of stuff for future episodes and if you are having problems with like mastering your money whether it be like budgeting and all that kind of stuff and you want to follow a simple and easy to follow along plan that anyone of any income can do go down below learn how to master your money and click start now and just join the process and learn because it's very simple and easy to follow along and anyone can do it, which is the main thing. So we'll see you in future episodes. We'll try to post pretty much daily. But yeah, I really want people to be less of a slave to their money. Because you know, this is sad to see, to see someone who wants to do well, wants to do better, and then they are like in a situation where they're not really doing so well, you know? Like if you're having to struggle and like think about like, oh man, I don't even know if I could like afford cat litter or like cat food. Like, I mean, my goodness, right? Like cat pee doesn't get out like ever, right? Like if a cat pees inside your house or your apartment, you're basically going to have to burn the apartment or house down. Like that's how bad that is. So you definitely want to get some new cat litter.